Yoga Podcast team is taking a little break while we gear up to bring you an epic season two of the show. But we didn't want to leave you hanging. So in the meantime, I've gathered up some of my favorite IGTV episodes all about the business of yoga and turned them into some little mini episodes for you here on the podcast. Now, these episodes will usually be anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes where I give my two cents on a particular topic that has to do with the business of teaching yoga. I'm sharing from my just over a decade of experience as a yoga teacher, plus um, everything I've learned running a studio, creating and running teacher trainings, um, and now to running an online business. So if you are a yoga teacher and this is something that you do um, as your sole source of income or even as your your air quote side hustle, um, I really hope that you will find these little mini episodes helpful and useful. And if you'd like to stay connected and like kind of take, you know, that next step in our relationship, um, you can head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love. And if you pop your name and your email in there, um, I'll send you a little audio compilation of what a few of my favorite guests from season one had to say when I asked them this question. If you could give one piece of advice to every new yoga teacher out there, what would it be? I think some of their answers might actually surprise you, to be honest. Um, so if you want to have a listen to what some of my favorite guests have had to say about that, we have Richard Miller on that little compilation, Cecily Milne, um, Dr. Shante Cofield, a lot of really great, um, well-established and experienced teachers sharing, you know, their advice and wisdom for all of us. Uh, so if you do want to grab that little audio download, feel free to head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love, and you will get, um, updates from me and that sort of thing as well. When you pop your details in there. All right, so our regular scheduled programming will resume on February 2nd, 2021. But until then, we'll keep these little mini episodes coming. And between now and then, I will even share a couple of full-length episodes where I have been interviewed on other podcasts. Um, I love having an interview show. I get to talk to people who are way cooler than I am and, and sort of drill them with all of my questions about yoga and business and life. Um, but it's also super fun when uh, the tables have been turned. So I think we'll release maybe four or five, um, interviews that I've done over the year. So if you want to get to know a little bit about me and my story more than you already do, um, then keep your eyes peeled for those as well. Okay, so um, I hope you enjoy these little mini episodes and stay tuned for season two beginning in early Feb. And if you want to stay connected, remember it's corajaru.com slash podcast love. See you soon. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another IGTV. 
Um, on this video, I'm going to share with you three steps to figuring out your niche as a yoga teacher. Now, just, I'm sorry, I'm getting like a little low battery thing. Okay. Just be warned this, like buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be a bit of a long video because we are going to go through a lot of information here. So before we even start, niche is like a weird word, right? Some people say niche. Are you one of those people? If you are, DM me. Tell me why you say niche. I don't know why I say niche, but it's just weird. Okay, so finding your niche as a yoga teacher is something that so many people have messaged me about that I wanted to cover it in as detailed of a way as I can in this video. So I've got heaps of notes, so just bear with me. I'm gonna reference them quite often in this video to make sure I hit all the, the points that I wanna make. The first thing is, let's talk about like a definition of niche so that we're all on the same page. I have two of them. Um, I think they came from Collins Dictionary. So your niche is the job or activity which is exactly suitable for you. Sounds nice. Niche marketing is the practice of dividing the market into specialized areas for which a particular product is made. A niche market is one of those specialized areas. So I think in like common language or common uh, understanding, we think of a niche as like the combination of those two things, right? The thing that you're specifically doing and the people that you do it for. But like, what is the point of having a niche? There are a couple of really key benefits that I want to break down. Um, so the very first one is that when you know your niche and you know the people in your niche, in your marketing, which marketing is just like the content that you put out for our purposes, marketing is the content that you put out. When you know your niche, you know the hopes and the dreams and the fears and the struggles of the people inside of that niche. So you can actually tailor your marketing or your content to be of service to those hopes and dreams and fears and all of that. So it's way easier to create content when you know who you're creating it for. Number one, that's a really big key reason that having a niche is beneficial. Number two, um, yeah, this is this one is awesome. You can specialize in one particular area and get really, really good at it. So like there are lots of yoga teachers who specialize in pelvic health and functional mobility and they specialize in anatomy or they they specialize in teaching anatomy to yoga teachers. So when you have a niche, you can become like the go to known person in your specific area for what you do. You can spend more time and money and have more experience investing in that area so you can get really, really good at it, which is super valuable to the people that you serve. The third one is the one that I think most people think of, the reason why they would want to have a niche is because you naturally limit your competition, right? So there are less yoga teachers out there who specialize in pelvic health than there are yoga teachers teaching general classes, right? So when you look at having a niche as one of the ways that you can start to limit your competition, you can stand out, you can provide more value for the people that you do serve because you can spend a lot more time and energy getting really good at one thing. So those are a couple of benefits to why you would want to have a niche. Then let's figure out how you do it. Okay, so three steps. I'm going to say them all right now and then break them down in more detail. The first step is knowing who you serve. The second step is knowing yourself. 
And the third step is knowing what problem you solve. So in another way to say it, it's like how you help, what you do to help, and who you help. <laughs> I'm actually better without the notes. So it's like who you help, how you help, and what you do to help. Those are the steps. Okay, so let's talk about the first one, who you help. I harp on about this all the time. So inside of the Teachers Club, on my newsletter, you know, you guys are probably, even on my, just my regular Instagram page, you guys are probably sick of me talking about this by now, but I think it's so important is to get very, very clear on who you want to work with. And the reason that I suggest this is I think it's it's the first thing you need to do before you think about what you offer, your products, your services, your classes, your pricing, any of that sort of stuff. It's like, who do you actually want to work with? Who are you positioned to help? Um, who lights you up? You know, we've all had students where we come away from the interaction and we feel more tired than when we went in. And then we have other students we come away and we're like, oh my God, wow, I have so much energy and I feel so energized. And, and that was a really engaging interaction for me. So figuring out who you help is the key to figuring out your niche, right? If we wanted to make it more simple and I wasn't going to be as detailed, essentially your niche almost could be who you help. There's more to it than that, but that's, a, it's like the most important step. So like for me, I help, I help yoga teachers specifically. I help yoga teachers who are new to business, right? They don't have to be new yoga teachers, but they're new to the idea of business. That's, that's who I help. So knowing who you serve is the first and most foundational piece of the puzzle. Um, I also want to put in there, this is the next step. So we'll just go straight into the next step. Never mind. You really need to know yourself. Now for yoga teachers, I find that this is pretty easy. We are fairly self-aware people and we have been doing some sort of self-development for a while. The other clients that I have, I, I do have clients that are outside of yoga in um, astrology and art and, and different sort of modalities. Um, some, I mean, astro astrologer, I mean, look, we're all pretty self-aware. So let's just say this, you gotta know yourself. So. What do I mean by that? You need to know like as much about yourself as you can so that you build a business that actually works for you. So like you could know your astrological placements, you could know your um, Myers-Briggs type, you could know your Enneagram, you could know your human design. All of that sort of stuff will help you to determine how you help, right? So we were talking about who you helped before. Now we're talking about how you help. So if you're like, I don't know astrology that well. I love it, but it's, I'm not an astrologer. But like, let's say you have like a Leo rising and a, let's say your sun sign is Leo and your rising sign is Libra and your moon sign is Sagittarius or something like that. You might be suited to having an in-person business. You know, Leo and Libra are both pretty social signs. Sagittarius is all about like adventure and newness and all of that sort of stuff. So it might be helpful for you to actually be in person with people. We could even think about it like on the simplest terms, like are you introverted or are you extroverted? And do you want to have a business where you engage with people all day long or would that drain you? So knowing yourself is really, really important to knowing how you help because you could serve the same people, but in different ways, right? Okay, third step is knowing what problem you solve. So we know who you serve, how you help, 
And then what you do to help. What is the actual problem that you solve? People don't buy products or services. They buy solutions to problems, right? So let's say you are super passionate about working with older folks, maybe people who are retired and they have grandchildren and they want to make sure that they can be around and healthy and mobile to hang out and play with their grandchildren. Um, That's who you help. Maybe you know about yourself that you're quite sociable, extroverted. You love working with people. Um, you know, all of this, these different pieces of self-knowledge. So you, you're aware of that. You're aware of who you help. And then the third piece is what problem do you solve? So getting really, really specific about how you help people, your people. So let's say it's that same person, grandparent wants to um, be mobile enough to hang out with their grandchildren with ease. Maybe you help that person get up and down from the floor with ease. So they retain all of their mobility in their ankles and their knees and their hips, and you work with them one-on-one. So they get a personalized custom solution. Let's say you deliver that solution um, in person. If you're, if we're still in lockdown, of course you could deliver it one-on-one through Zoom. Um, But the problem you solve is not being able to get up and down from the floor with ease so they can't play with their kids. So your niche could be something like, I help older adults increase their mobility through personalized one-on-one mobility training so that they can keep playing with their grandkids for years to come. That's your niche, right? So like my niche is like, I help yoga teachers who are new to business learn basic business and marketing skills through the teachers club, which is my online program. So does that make sense? I hope that, I hope that makes sense. You also see what I did there. Subtle little plug. If you, if you're into it, the teachers club is now open. Um, you can sign up link in bio, join us. It's a bunch of teachers who are all trying to figure out business together. I'm not an expert, but I bring in 10 years of experience in business. I've run multiple businesses and I also bring in experts for the areas that I'm not strong in. So yeah, so your niche is super important. It helps you limit competition. It enables you to speak directly to your ideal students. And it allows you to be more effective and offer better service because you can get really, really good at focusing on one thing. Something I do want to mention for all of you like non-committal types out there, don't feel like you your niche is a, is a life sentence. You can change and grow and evolve. That's just normal. So your niche is for now. And maybe you will learn that you like working with older women and for some reason, working with older men doesn't doesn't serve serve you or vice versa, right? You can grow and evolve your niche. It's not a life sentence, but you have to start somewhere. So I hope that was helpful. I know it was a bit long-winded. I have a lot of information to get through. Oh, and I just want to say one little um, quote that I wrote down. 
The sculpture is already complete within the marble block before I start my work. It is already there. I just have to chisel away the superfluous marble. So that's what your niche is, right? It's already there. All you're doing is taking away all of the little bits that don't actually fit. So it's working with the people who light you up and who you can offer the most value to. It makes business a whole hell of a lot easier. Um, yeah, if you want to stay connected, I'm on Instagram, but you can also come hang out with us in the Teachers Club. Doors are open now and they won't open again until November 2020. So if you want to do it, do it now.